You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. In what is episode 49? Getting up to a pretty important milestone, if I do say so myself. Um, I'm your host, Ali Bunker. As always, uh, I'm joined by Aidan Bunker. Aidan, how are you? I'm all right. As always as well. Um, we're also joined by Matt Bumby on the phone. Matt, how are you? Yes, yes, you are. I'm all good. In a great mood this week? I am in a great mood this week, to be fair. Feeling particularly immature? Feeling very immature. <laughs> private joke, private joke. Um, right, guys. Well, WWE's happened. Um, and we haven't done an episode for a couple of weeks, actually. So there's quite a lot that we haven't spoken about. We're not going to go into detail about... And there's quite a lot that we're not going to speak about. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go Fuck into massive massive amounts of detail about, firstly, Crown Jewel, and, and secondly, Evolution. I mean, we didn't get a chance to do one about Evolution, mm. the pay-per-view, which is obviously a historic occasion for WWE. So we should spend some time talking about the pay-per-view as a whole, not breaking down the matches individually like we normally would. Um, Matt, what? you have just watched it, haven't you? Yeah, I don't know why I've not got round to it. I've literally have just watched it. And actually, quite a good event. Yeah, I mean, you sound surprised. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't think you're the only one. Um, I feel like... I think I had quite medium-level expectations for the show. And then when it started, I thought, this is essentially WWE presenting this as a house show. Like, it looks... It's lit the same, it's... They haven't put a lot of effort into the production, really. Um, I, but then I, I quite it liked it. Of, it sort of was like... I can only describe it as like a car. So it started off in first gear, then went to second gear, third gear, fourth gear, and then the two main events, I'll tell you what, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Aiden. Matt's obviously enjoyed himself watching it. Uh, I thought they were pretty good. Not like Not that. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that. I thought, Not being immature with you guys. Come I thought on. the event was pretty good. Um, I thought Ronda versus Nikki was, again, pretty good. Um, Charlotte versus Becky was really good. What did you make of the uh, the main event scene at Evolution? Yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> it was all right. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was good. It was, I had the same kind of feeling when, like, when you look at it, how it was lit, how it was presented. It supposedly did... it was present, it was produced by the same people who produce NXT. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because, like, I'm, somebody asked the question before the event, um, who's going to be kind of like um, producing the matches and determining the outcomes because you've got who's the booker. You've got like an NXT match and a May Young Classic match on there, which are booked by the NXT crew, but yeah. it's mixed in with a main roster show. Yeah. Um, so who who would be taking charge of that? Um, as far as I'm aware, I think it, it was Triple H and his crew were kind of ahead of everything. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, no, I was pleasant pleasantly surprised. I I didn't have low expectations. Um, I definitely did for the Battle Royal. To which... be honest, that was the most pleasantly surprising aspect yeah. of the pay per view. It wasn't a terrible. It just terrible wasn't a clusterfuck. There yeah. wasn't. There was on it. There wasn't a bad match. 
No, I don't think there was. Like they got rid of a lot of the, I don't want to say Deadwood, but they got rid of a lot of the Deadwood early. Um, as <laughs> you in, just said Deadwood. <laughs> I know. Um, as in like the, the older ones who can't really do it anymore, apart from people like Ivory, Ivory and yeah. maybe Michelle McCall, because they can still do it by the looks of things. Mm. Um, so like, yeah, let Kelly Kelly have a run out or whatever, but kick her out after 30 seconds is fine by me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think as, as a whole the event was um, better. The crowd were really good. Yeah, I think one the of the best really crowds all it. year um, for me. And I was glad because obviously there was a lot of talk beforehand about people not bothering to show up because you know whatever, for whatever reason, yeah, whether they, they, were, they were claims, like women's wrestling or whatever, claims of it not being a sellout and yeah stuff. Which... But it was a sellout in the end. Um, whether the WWE had to actually sell those or give some away, I don't know. Um, but it doesn't really matter because what what led to it was a really up for it crowd. And as we've said a million times on this podcast, when you have a hot crowd, the event is instantly better. Mm. Regardless of what happens in the ring. If the crowd are enjoying it, you're enjoying it. Because essentially you're, you are the crowd. You're not there, but you are, you are the same. So if they're enjoying what they're seeing, then chances are you're going to be enjoying what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by his pay per view, and I'm I'm not saying that in a way that I went in thinking, oh, it's going to be shit or whatever, because I didn't. The biggest compliment I can probably pay it is, at no time during watching it did I get bored. Yeah. And with a normal pay per view, there are some matches where I think this really needs to stop and this really needs to end because I am so bored <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to skip this bit. I think. Um... A lot, a lot of the the reasons why me and I assume you guys as well had kind of low expectations in a sense is when you think about it in say like a, I guess a kayfabe way they, they gave us no reason to look forward to it That's they true. were just like oh these guys are going to have a match by the way oh and there's this match but yeah, yeah I yeah. mean there was a fair amount of effort that went into two main event matches obviously Charlotte and Becky's been building for a long time but Nikki and Ronda had a, a pretty good build up to their match um, and I think it showed in the way that the, the match played out that you know people were invested in it um, just a word on Charlotte and Becky's last women's standing match some people are claiming this is match of the year I probably wouldn't go that far but it is the, apparently the longest single women's, singles singles women's women match, match in WWE history yeah which is an interesting fact you had about as much trouble with that as Teddy Long did with <laughs> the Smackdown thing um, it was this tropical juice this time, my <laughs> um, did, he, did it go longer than Hell in a Cell yeah it was yeah, 25 it, minutes I think I think it was 28 uh, mm, no yeah 27 or 28 yeah around the 28 Hell in a Cell match was quite long wasn't it it was well I think a lot of it went on before the match started though didn't it that is a good point, bit. yeah. The bell didn't officially ring. Oh, yeah, that's true. For a long old time. <laughs> um, and, oh, that table bump that Sasha took. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, and I think it was, it's the, the highest rated female, in terms of style ratings, the highest rated female match of all time from David Meltzer, which, you know, I'm sure is what they all want. Imagine if it had been in the Tokyo Dome. Fuck Dave Meltzer, he's a prick. <laughs> Uh, do you ever get bored of people writing that on Twitter? Yeah. I'd have been in Japan. It'd be eight stars. Yeah. Uh, It's slightly true though. I wonder if he'll ever give Peyton Royce five stars. Wee. Um, Probably not. Because she's she's not that great in the ring. Um, How dare you. 
You watch your bloody mouth. Evolution as a whole, then. So we haven't, we've kind of glossed over it, but, but it's only because it was a little while ago now. I think seemed like well and truly in the, the rearview mirror. Um, but thoughts overall, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Ratings out of ten, out of A, B, C, etc. I kind of wish I could have watched it with you guys live, and we did a drinking game of the amount of, and you <laughs> take a, a drink the amount of time uh, every time they say the word like history or historic. Yeah, first time ever. Yeah, guys, I don't think we really got through it. Oh, I would have been asleep in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> Better not do that actual me. <laughs> No, it won't be three o'clock in the morning there, will it? Might feel like it if we just sit for a Brock match. Bork. <laughs> yeah. You do realize um, I walk out if WrestleMania is the main event is Rock versus Brock. You do realize I'm walking home. <laughs> what is this? SummerSlam 2002. New Jersey is a long way away from Brooklyn. <laughs> Do you, do you mean home as in where we're staying or home as in <laughs> back to born words <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do it you don't have to enjoy it but you should you do have to stay <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> just don't ruin it for everybody else I'm just going to turn my back <laughs> turning around so like the kids are around us like you know it's fake right <laughs> dumb asses yeah Fucking marks. <laughs> He's a shit actor as well. <laughs> He's not. Mm. He's quite good, actually. Anyway. Um... He's not. <laughs> Name a decent film he's been in. Um, I've not seen Baywatch. San Andreas. That was shocking. The Tooth no, Fairy. <laughs> Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Jumanji. The new Jumanji. That was good. Actually, I'll give you that because that was decent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Score. Um, mainly because oh, of Kevin Hart, though, right? My favourites just come on TV. The Rock. Pete Dunn. Well, well done, Eden. <laughs> Get it? Well no, done. Pete Dunn. <laughs> Pete Dunn. Now, if he's in the main event at WrestleMania, <laughs> do you remember well I done? I might lose my shit. Huh? Do you remember well done? No. The tag team. No. No. I can't remember who, who was in it, but I feel like Dr. Tom Pritchard was in it. I'm surprised it wouldn't be meat. Do you remember yeah. the oddities? Well done. I get it. Yeah. What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> that yeah. randomly comes on my playlist now and again. <laughs> you know Kurgan's like an actor now. Kurgan? Oh yeah, Kurgan. The big fuck off one. No, I'm not thinking of the right... I'm not thinking of um, the right team with Tom Pritchard in it. But it was Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. Oh, uh, yeah, I have heard of well that before. Yeah. <laughs> they were shit. As has this podcast been so far. Hey! <laughs> they were also known as Simply lie. Divine and Summon Rockers. They spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a one, eight, one out of the 2,500 chance... <laughs> Got a 60 second two first chance of winning. Starting the maths. Um, right then, so for me, evolution out of 10, 7. I, I, I don't know, I think evolution is a mystery. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think 7's about fair. 
Um, I'm giving it an eight. I'm being positive this week. I guess you've just watched it, so you're still on a high. Yeah, I've forgotten a lot of it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that Trish and Lita started the show. Good. Yeah, well, I suppose it can make sense. It start make off sense. hot. Um, really hot. Um, <laughs> I... Bain, uh, Baszler Sane was good. Yeah. Good introduction for the MMA girls for to maybe give her a bit of a crew. Yeah. Um, Not that Mayung, she needs it. Mayon Classic Final was all right. It was quite short, I thought. That. It was a little bit short. I um, like Tony Storm, though. Something about her makes me want to see her win. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It surprised me that she hit um, Storm Down Under, I think it's called. And then it got kicked out of, but then... She just did it again, didn't she? Yeah, Yo Shirai didn't get her finisher in. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, like like you said, there wasn't a bad show on it. So, yeah, 7, 7.5. I mean, a bad match on it, not a bad show. <laughs> yeah, I think between 7 and 8. So, Aiden, you go 7.5, we'll go for the average. 7.5 revolution. Good showing, ladies. Um, do it again. Yes, do it again. Now, something they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something they shouldn't again. do again. <laughs> um, yeah, a crown jewel. I mean, let's face it; they are going to do it again because they got ten years fucking contract with them. As long as they don't have to go twice a year. You what? As long as they don't have to go twice a year. You can give it a 0.5 out of your But you haven't actually seen it, so you wouldn't know. I've read. I haven't seen all of it, to be fair. Um, I haven't seen any of it. The only bits I've seen are the clips that they've showed on Braun Smackdown. From what I did see, though... I read the summary of it all on Wikipedia. It was giving you, like, a match-by-match breakdown. Though, yeah. So. From the matches I saw, shit, so... Shit, it, it shit, start... shit, bullshit, shit, shit. <laughs> to be honest, the matches I saw were all part from one from the uh, the World Cup tournament um, to determine They're the best in the world. The World Cup. The American Cup tournament. US Open. <laughs> to determine who's the best in America. Um, yeah. To give it its full name. And, you know, they weren't bad. They were all right. They were quite short. Um, I think it, the thing might have started with... Um, was it Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton? I think it was. It started in 2005. Or it might have been... The Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I think it was Miz Jeff Hardy. Either one. But um, both of them were all right. I think Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton was quite short, but um, actually it was quite an entertaining match. Especially Randy Orton hit a drop kick on Rey coming off the top rope. And he got like 20 feet in the air. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and then he beat the shit out of him after the match, which was quite funny. Um, then, yeah, Miz Jeff Hardy was average. Miz just won these matches clean, which was a bit weird. Um and I found that a bit strange. But then, yeah, they were all right. The um, the raw side, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley was pretty good. Lashley, like, was beating the shit out of Seth Rollins for the whole thing. And then Seth Rollins just won, which was a bit weird. Um, and Ziggler versus Kurt Angle made me feel slightly uncomfortable because Kurt Angle, man, he just looks so, like, rigid and stiff and awkward now. And I know a lot of it's to do with his surgeries and stuff. But like, it looks like when he takes a bump, when he takes a flat back bump, like for instance the zigzag, he doesn't. <laughs> We're in a fucking war zone. We've moved the podcast to Saudi Arabia. Um, I'd say at least somebody can afford pyro. <laughs> yeah, 
this is a uh, wreaking havoc with our podcasting. Yeah, so apparently it's bonfire week, yeah. not just bonfire night, even though we're at the fucking 7th of November. Yeah. Remember, remember, the se- no, it was not the 7th, was it? <laughs> that's what I said earlier. Yeah. It looks like it's died down a little bit, so that's great. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, when he takes like a zigzag, for instance, he can't like put his head on the floor. Like he, he, he's like this the whole time, he's lifting his head off, off the mat. Like, I don't know if that's just that's really that's really really good for podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if that's just how his body and his neck is now. That's what I mean. That's what it looks like. Like his neck doesn't even even like long enough to even like rest his head on the mat because he also looks really like thick, not like dumb, but like not thick with two not C's. fat or anything. Just a lot, just more mass. He's, he's um, stocky. Yeah, he's stocky, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Really, didn't yeah. used to be that stocky. No. Well, I guess that's an age thing. But I think the the more when he got um, the more problems that he had with his drugs and stuff, I think the more kind of stocky and inflated he seemed to get. Yeah, puffy. I think would be. Yeah, because just... when I met him, he was he was actually quite skinny. Yeah, um, but that being said, the match itself was actually pretty good. Ziggler pulls a good match out of most people, to be fair. But Kurt Angle doesn't need much help. Um, so I thought, you know, I was quite impressed with that. And then I saw the New Day versus the Bar, and you know what you're getting with those guys. You're going to get a decent match out of them lot. Um, and then I had to turn it off, and I'm kind of glad I did, <laughs> if I'm honest. Because I haven't seen much more of it. Um, and, I mean, let's face it. Shane McMahon winning the World Cup to determine the best in the world trophy. The America Cup, is not the World Cup. An absolute farce. Yeah, well, this is... Um, like we were talking about before we came on air, when while it was on, or just maybe just after it had finished, Ali and I were out at Claire's house, our sister's house, for our niece's birthday. Big up the sister, whoop! And um, shout out to Claire, whoop whoop! I there was a bit of a lull in the proceedings, so I scrolled scrolled through Twitter. <laughs> a lull in the proceedings, <laughs> <laughs> and I. I just saw this picture of Brock Lesnar holding the Universal title above his head. And I was like, oh, somebody's trolling. I said, it must have been an old picture. I looked in the top corner and there was hashtag crown jewel. And straight away, I was like, I can't believe they've done this. <laughs> and then about half an hour later... Video. Can't believe you've done this. <laughs> and then about half an hour later... Um, Ali... It wasn't even that. It was like five minutes later. We, we were still reeling. Yeah, Ali shows me a clip of... Shane McMahon doing the coast to coast on Ziggler and winning and I remember, I remember just saying it's like they're trying to get rid of every fan they've currently got and are just going to start it again yeah. <laughs> alright what can we possibly do to annoy you so much that you'll never watch us again so that you can't criticise us anymore because you just won't watch <laughs> I just can't picture one fan who was like yeah that's good actually that's a good decision <laughs> both of those outcomes were the right outcomes even the wrestlers backstage must be thinking why are they giving it to Brock again? Well, I imagine seeing seeing Shane win the tournament. Brock must have been sitting there like, huh, it's like I'm not getting the most heat tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone hates Shane tonight, not me. Yeah, I mean, it's just a weird, weird decision. And I mean, if there's something come, if something comes of it, like I've seen a lot of rumour about that this is the beginning of a Shane heel yeah, turn. Yeah, straight away that was my, like, when you see the way he was celebrating yeah. and, like, hearing... I've only seen the little clip, but hearing Michael Cole being like, no, not this way. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just because he's SmackDown versus, he's a SmackDown guy. 
or whatever he did it through nefarious means <laughs> but no, it was because he's a smackdown guy um, but my problem was like he can't be proud of the way he's won this yeah but yeah he was running around celebrating like a twat um which made me think oh could this be a heel turn and it seemed like they just refused to <laughs> acknowledge that yeah i mean there was some sort of build on it on smackdown but not i'm surprised they didn't edit the booze out because they edited a lot of stuff they add they add in a lot of crowd noise yeah and so i'm surprised they maybe yeah they definitely do because they, they didn't maybe die down the booze if it wasn't what they wanted when i went a few years ago triple h got cheered and then i watched it back and then he got booed i was like well, that didn't happen <laughs> uh, i think that's fairly commonplace to be fair um but yeah, I mean, it's just a weird old decision. I mean, it's got to be a slap in the face to a lot of people. I know, I know it's wrestling, and I know it doesn't really, in real life, mean anything. But, I mean, it would have been nice, I think, for one of the actual wrestlers who were in the tournament to win the fucking tournament. Yeah. Like, you had I mean, Miz and Ziggler in the final. Was Miz's injury legitimate, or was it? No. No, it wasn't legitimate. Because obviously I've not seen it and I'm not going to watch it. Yet. No, he just, he just jumped, jumped down from the uh, the ring apron while Ziggler was on the outside and did the old I've rolled my ankle sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just disappointing because I feel like they had a, such a good opportunity with this, this tournament to actually do something cool. And from the very, very beginning, by just firstly by saying, oh, John Cena's in it for no reason... Um, they just completely fucked it up. <laughs> it was a cool concept. It was, was a cool concept. So, so many people thinking of like the potential lineups, like having a different person from different countries, different countries, and maybe even having qualifying well, you think, matches. You think about it. They could have had Nakamura, Rusev, Pete Dunne, Finn Balor, you could have had Balor, you could Drew McIntyre, could have had Andres, um, Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. I mean, you could have even maybe bought some NXT guys. You could have had Al- Alistair Black. Um, Hideo Itami. Yeah, so, so already oh, right, that yeah. tournament sounds better than the one they put on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Plus then that gets a spotlight to some more of the guys who don't get the spotlight at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, it was built up of uh, like people who combined had the world championship about 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which I, I get it. It's for the star power, and it's it's to for a Saudi Arabian crowd who may not be as familiar. But fuck them. <laughs> There'll be more people watching it on the network than there will be in the stadium. Yeah, and to be honest, from what I saw of the crowd again this time, virtually no one was interested. I mean, the kids were interested for a bit, for a little while, but like no one cared. If I'm honest. I've I've heard there were smatterings of um, CM Punk chants, which felt like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. What was this? A generic American town? <laughs> um, oh, we should have mentioned that Hulk Hogan started the show actually, so that was great. Yeah, just in case they they couldn't couldn't do uh, add any more bad publicity to that event. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> to be fair to him, he didn't fuck up. Like he only spoke for about thirty seconds. Um, well, they probably, probably got it written down somewhere. But he didn't. He didn't mess up like calling it the the Silver Dome. Or... It's good to be here in the Superdome. Superdome. That's what I mean. It's great to be here in <laughs> Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, 
Iraqanistan. They made so many weird decisions recently, WWE. A lot of them because their hands have been forced. And a lot of them just because I think they're trolling us. Yeah. I think they, I think they literally are. But no, That know. is definitely a thing. So I remember like, I watched, the, I think it was a What Culture video a few months ago of like 10 times WWE trolled us. It was <laughs> like, we've had to narrow this, narrow this down a lot. Yeah. But I think it's a think genuine it's case. Just at the end of his sort of time, is just going, ah, fuck it, I'll do what I want. <laughs> but, I can, but I mean, I can't even picture that. Like, I get, obviously he has ultimate control, but... I'll, People like Triple H and, you know, people who do have a bit of say, like, uh, who else really has any say? Stephanie, I guess. Well, let's say Road Dog's head of creative. Road, Road Dog, yeah. Yeah, um, but he's fucking shit. The likes of William Regal, maybe. Like, I feel like they've got to, at some point, just be like, mate, that shit. <laughs> Don't do that. Do you think he doesn't watch NXT takeovers? Because he cannot watch them and go, well, this is shit. Well, Triple H came out like last month and said that Vince doesn't watch NXT at all. Mm. Um, which is just foolish, really. Which would entirely explain why, why a, lot so of the, a lot of the call-ups then proceed to get shafted. Because mm. um, Vince is just like, who's this guy? I've never seen him before in my life. <laughs> stick, him in, stick him in a double school job a spot mm. um, well did this week did someone get called up from NXT or was that just a one off I think it was probably a call up I'm not sure um, I'll, I'll give my opinion on it when we get to it yeah fair enough um, we, should probably, we should probably start getting to it because of Crown Jewel man I haven't seen all of it and it's the first show WWE show in a long time where I haven't even been interested to to watch the rest of it. Well, it got to about three o'clock on Friday, and I was at work, and I was just I briefly scrolled through Twitter and saw like, don't forget the Crown Jewel kickoff show starts in an hour or something. I was like, oh shit, Crown Jewel was <laughs> on later. Um, it just feels weird being on a Friday as well. But, Midday. I mean, um, my last what word on it. Want to say about it? Go for it. So Triple H had the injury yeah yeah would you rather him carry on and be injured for 6 to 12 months or stop the match well I I mean obviously ideally you'd you'd stop the match you'd think of the welfare first but I mean I've seen this argument batted about I I know we're arsehole sometimes a fan but no fan is going to go actually he's torn his bicep do you know what when he should have carried on though yeah um no fans gonna say that are they no and i think i mean it's it's a difficult one i think had it not been at the very beginning of the match he may have just taken a back seat for the you know the rest till the end you know um but that's just that's just triple h isn't it we've seen him do it a couple of times before and I mean, to be oh, fair... Does it, does it not set a bad example to, like, the NXT guys? Well, it's hard because it, it, it seemingly, in like, all the wrestlers say that it's ingrained into them, just finish the match. Mm. Like, you're there to entertain the fans, finish the match. Mm. Um, which is 
sometimes to the detriment of, of their own bodies. But I mean, like Finn Balor got injured relatively early on and completed the whole match. Triple H has done it twice before. Um, multiple people have done it. So, yeah, it's testament to him, to be fair, because I know I wouldn't have fucking done it, <laughs> especially for a Saudi Arabian crowd. Like what? Let's just talk about how much of a fucking nightmare that entire trip and project <laughs> is. Like the the publicity around it, going there, and the booking decisions, and then Triple H getting fucking injured, John Cena and Daniel Bryan pulling out. Like literally, no good came of that no, show. Literally, no good. Um, and just on the whole pulling out thing. Uh, with Valentine's Dan- Day <laughs> with, with Daniel Bryan there's a cat angle, cat angle gift for that <laughs> um, but the treatment of gays which is the, um, the it's not the excuse but the reason that we've heard that Daniel Bryan didn't want to compete at Saudi Arabia hasn't changed since the Greatest Royal Rumble yeah he wrestled at that one in fact he, was, he set a record time or whatever it was for a Royal Rumble entrant What's, just, what's changed? This this may sound very hypocritical. I think he's just said that because he obviously feels like we all feel about the reason they shouldn't have gone there in the first place. Yeah. I think, do you think he's just said this just to sort of... Not say what he really thinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Potentially. It was before, like, yeah, it was, ah, oh, Saudi Arabia won't let women compete whatever let's let's try and do this groundbreaking show yeah but now like they've already done that but they've the bad publicity around not the show but saudi arabia yeah. <laughs> is maybe like oh yeah maybe it's now time to speak up we should say though that renee young was on commentary renee was on commentary she looked thrilled to be there from the <laughs> little clips i've seen um and you know that's a that's a step forward Probably. I don't know if they've ever had a female wrestling commentator there. <laughs> I doubt that they have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that. At least there's that tiny little sliver of silver lining that you can take from this whole fuck ton of mess that was Crown Jewel. Because um, they, they came to, to England the next day. Yeah. Um, she put out a tweet saying, like, oh, I love England. I'm so glad to be here. And everyone's like, we love you here too. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have to dress up? She she, had, she she was like covered up to her neck in like a turtleneck kind of thing. And even like her hands, like she had like a, a long sleeve top that came up that came down past her knuckles. Fuck's sake. Which is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, at least she didn't have to wear like a, a hijab or. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of disappointed to see that at WrestleMania there's not going to be any women competitors because the advert they showed, no women in it, just men at WrestleMania. What do you mean? The advert they showed during Crown Jewel for WrestleMania. I didn't see it. There was no women in the advert. Was there not? It was all men. Well, they're not allowed to show it because it kicked off last time, didn't it? They yeah. showed Carmella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Saudi, Saudi thingy, like the, people, the government had to apologise. Yeah. Ridiculous, man. I'm going to like a limb and say Saudi Arabia. Ridiculous place. Saudi Arabia is a heel, a foreign heel country. <laughs> Heel of the world, currently. Um, Do you know what? I'm not gonna fucking go there. No, I don't. I don't think I will. 
Well, that ruins our PWP trip to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's what we oh were going to do for PWP 50. <laughs> and then they had to go and fuck it up, didn't they? Uh, to be fair, I don't think that we would last 10 minutes in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's where I last 10 minutes anyway. They'd be like, where can I get a drink? Oh, you mean I can't? Oh, um, all right then. I, I, might, I might just go home now. <laughs> Imagine really? going to Saudi Arabia. All the women are covered up, so they're not showing anything. <laughs> Imagine really? like, like the worst holiday ever. Tricking your stupid mate, being like, "Oh, do you want to go to Saudi Arabia on holiday? There's loads of hot chicks you can pick up in a bar." <laughs> 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 yes, I did. Should we trick to go there? It's the Zanti of the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> it's all big one, Saudi Arabia's a big bitch. What a beach. All right, moving on. Yeah, um, let's, get, let's get on to some good stuff, like Raw and SmackDown. But it's in England. It was in England. But before we do... What I'll say is that the all-women's pay-per-view was significantly, significantly that's the word, better than the male. <laughs> I was going to say substantially. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. They both mean the same thing. Well, um, yeah, significantly better than the men's one. So, there you go. Yeah. I agree. Um, before we move on to Raw and SmackDown, eh, Aiden, have you got a little uh, oh shit, I do, yeah. little bitty for us? Yeah. Do you remember my so far short-lived segment? <laughs> um, my Honest day. moment of yeah, the no week. Yeah, gives a shit. Oh, <laughs> Cheers for that. No one. No worries. Well, I've got two for you this week. One from, the first one being from 24 whole years ago. 24 whole years so, ago. So, uh, probably a, about a month before I was conceived. <laughs> That's nice to think of. Way to make us feel old. Um, on this day, 24 years ago, on November 7th, 1994, the then WWF presented Monday Night Raw from the Fernwood Resort in Bushkill, Pennsylvania. Bushkill. And that's Kill. all that happened. No, the show's most remembered for that emotional speech that Vince McMahon gave on commentary, letting everyone know that Randy Savage had left the WWE. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did leave, didn't he? So I remember at this time, um, Randy Savage, to me, as a six-year-old, I would have been at this point, um, I only really remember him as a guy who occasionally wrestled but was mainly a commentator. It wasn't until later that I obviously went back and watched his older stuff and realised that he was like one of the, a legend. But he just didn't come across as that. I, I mean, I saw him wrestle live a couple of times even at like the Royal Albert Hall and stuff. Um, and not at any point did I think, this guy is like an absolute legend. Uh, and again, it wasn't until he left that I actually realised it. Um, so this had no impact on me at all when I, when I saw this and I remember it. Vince just gave a quick sort of little speech about Randy Savage moving on. I think he kind of implied that he'd gone to WCW. Um, but I the reason behind it, from what I can remember, is that Randy just didn't want to be stuck behind the commentary desk. He felt he could still go. Yeah, he just wanted to wrestle more. And uh, Vince... Wasn't there a little bit of a deeper meaning? Well, there is, <laughs> there's rumour and innuendo that we probably won't go into. <laughs> Um, in case you know Randy's family listen or whatever <laughs> um, 
but yeah there, there are those rumors as well so we don't really know um uh, but i mean it's very so unlike what rumors run about go online kids yeah google randy savage stephanie mcmahon um <laughs> if there i mean if those rumours were to be true, or at least if Vince was aware of them, I very much doubt that he would have done an emotional sort of... No, it wasn't that emotional, but like a, a little tribute to Randy Savage, or even mentioned it. He would have just been gone. So, I mean, there's that. I mean... You... What are you doing? Oh, I was just playing the video, but I forgot I was connected to speakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was only a short-lived sort of little speech, but it was good. Um, what else you got for us? Yeah, well, he did then appear on WCW just one month later. He so did. Moved on pretty quickly. Um, and my my second half of my Pop This Day segment is who remembers the last time that WWE were in Manchester on, on TV? I do. Do you know what happened? I do. AJ Styles won the World well, the WWE Championship from Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Um. Yeah. What happened to him? <laughs> well, he got pinned by Apollo Cruz this week. Shanty. <laughs> Shitty. Um. But yeah, no, that was unexpected and really bloody good. It really was. Um. It was unexpected, but not when I started watching SmackDown because it had already been spoiled, <laughs> like everything else. Whenever they're in UK. <laughs> Blame GP. Um, everyone else did. Well, I didn't get any spoilers this week because I didn't go on Twitter. I didn't get any either, and I did go on Twitter. <laughs> I got a couple. I didn't get any. I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, great moment for Manchester. Great moment for, for England. I mean, watching it back... Wrestling history, not in like English history. Come on. I mean, watching it back, the, the pop is mental. I just play it quickly so Matt don't say anything because it's going to come out of your speaker here we go AJ Styles is getting into position eyes on the champion here AJ Styles phenomenal he hit it he hit it AJ Styles cover I just see people literally like screaming in the crowd going nuts because like we never get anything like that it was weird because that I think that relief was like twofold. Yeah, it was like holy fuck, AJ's won the title, and thank fuck, Jinder's lost the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, a really good moment. One of the most memorable SmackDown moments in recent times, I think. If I'm honest. Yeah, and did you know um, AJ has not lost that title since? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was right. He mentioned it, meaning that he's now held it for one whole year as of today. Which puts him 69 days short of equaling CM Punk's record as the longest WWE champion of the, of the modern era, as they say. When does the modern era Do you begin? know for a fact that they want to banish anything to do with CM Punk ever being? Yeah, well, the CM Punk was, when he got the record, well, he became the longest reigning champion since Hogan in 1988. So if Hogan hadn't gone back on good terms with the company, maybe AJ would have held it for another year. Um, <laughs> well, Hogan held it for, well, four, years. for four years. Um, so yeah, 70 days being January 16th. If he holds it till then, then AJ breaks so the Rumble. CM Punk's record, which I'm sure they'd be happy about. I'm sure a lot of fans would be pissed about. A lot of other fans would be 
grateful for. Yeah. Um, I personally would like to see him break it. Just I'm fed up with people talking about CM Punk now. <laughs> I don't think it will stop them though. I mean, like people go, like, oh, they need to build new stars, blah blah blah, whatever, and then they go, CM Punk, and they shouldn't break CM Punk's record. Like realistically, who else and when else is that going to be broken? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he's already held it for a year. Mm. So if you make him lose it before that, then you've got a, another year and a half before someone's going to beat it. I mean, it doesn't have to be beaten, but... Yeah, it doesn't have to at all. But if it is going to be beaten, now's as good a time as any, with as good a guy as any. Exactly, and that's why I think a lot of the... I don't think people have as much of a problem with it because it's AJ Styles yeah. and it's like someone who actually deserves it. Like, I mean, technically, like, Brock beat the record with, with a different title. Yeah. Um, people didn't like that. Asuka broke the record with, with a different title. Pete Dunne smashed it. People all over. Pete Dunne smashed it. So, yeah, I mean, it's the most coveted title they've ever had. And not that they're happy thinking yeah, not, based on not where really. they put it on the pay-per-views. Um, but yeah, have him break it. Fuck CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was as big a fan as any of his back when he was good. Um, when he was there not bitter but like he doesn't seem to give a shit anymore fair enough but I don't give a shit so. <laughs> there you go nobody gives a shit about anything um, right thank you very much for your install on this day segment in thank you for allowing me the time you're welcome um, right shall we get into the Monday Night Raw then no we're not nameless we're not faceless we were born for greatness <laughs> We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness So yes, Raw this week came from just up the road um, About three hours away, in Manchester Little old England Where Renee thought you could just jump on the tube down to London <laughs> We'll let her off, she's Renee Um but yeah her mind was being frazzled from being allowed to speak <laughs> freely um but yeah raw raw from manchester always an interesting time for wwe um the show it kicked off with what well, baron corbin didn't it? With everyone on the stage security around the ring so i guess you kind of knew what was about to happen baron corbin comes out and just basically talks. can i just him. say that this is the worst time of the year i, I hate this i hate the build-up to survivor series I don't know about it being the worst. There's a lot of bad points throughout the year in WWE. <laughs> Usually like March. No, that's a good time for build-up. Whatever the pay-per-view is. What was it? Was it Backlash last year? Or was that absolutely fucking horrible? Backlash was terrible just after Mania. Yeah, like April, May time. Is usually... December kind of time as well. October and December for me are the shittest months. <laughs> um... But yeah, basically what, what's been going on this week or and over the last couple of weeks is that more information has been coming out about Survivor Series. Um, from what I've read, the plans were originally not to do a Raw versus SmackDown kind of show. Um, but the Roman Reigns stuff um, has obviously scuppered a lot of plans and it even seems to have gone to the extent where they've they've literally had to reverse or revert back to a previous theme, which they weren't going to do this year because of it. Um, which you know just shows you the impact one like losing Roman Reigns has. Um, 
Makes you wonder about Triple H as well, whether he was going to be involved. Exactly, and I mean, obviously, a lot of this was starting to be announced before the injury, I think. Yeah, and Undertaker, he survived the series debut. Right. Yeah. Would he be there if, say, Triple H was still around? I don't know. Not sure. Um, but they are going to Raw versus SmackDown theme, and, you know, for as much as people have, you know, not shat on, but have been against the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing, um... I have to say the matches, the matches generally are really good. Great. But I mean, in, over the years, over the last few years in Survivor Series, the men's Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series match from two years ago, one of the best multi-man matches I've ever seen. Best, most entertaining. It was, yeah, it was great. Last year's wasn't up, potentially up to that standard. I didn't quite get on board with it in the same way. Um, but it was still pretty good. Uh, I mean, we had Brock versus AJ last year, and we're getting it again this year. Um, we just had some Woo! You know, good moments. I think I'm interested in Brock versus AJ this year because last year, as much I was interested last year as well. I'm interested this year because I feel like last year's was so good, surprisingly well, good. Well, I mean, it was that also they had obviously Brock win, and we kind of knew Brock was going to win. Now there's an element of doubt. Personally, I still think Brock's going to win, but but now it's like, it's like well they do that to AJ twice now, yeah now AJ's run through everybody they've put in front of him yeah he's essentially unbeaten for a year when you think of it really yeah um so yeah and you saw how close he drew he came last year and to be honest with you I I kind of like although it can be a bit hokey and stupid um, a lot of the time it's also for me a welcome break. Yeah, I think it's basically like three to four weeks off, like a lot of the normal storylines and seeing the same kind of matches, the same people in the same matches that you see all the time. You at least get a different focus um, across all all um, divisions, really. So I'm I'm kind of all for it. I've I've always quite enjoyed it to be honest. I'm, I think I'm with you. I think that's why it is. I think it's because you just you know the storylines go on a bit of hold, and then there's almost like a bit of a reset after. Yeah, the, which the thing that bothers is always me, quite good. The thing that bothers me, um, and I know it, it shouldn't bother me at all. It's just the the theory behind it isn't great, is it? It's it's the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> one night a year when Raw and Smackdown go head to head in direct competition. Well, literally, you had Zig, uh, Ziggler versus Miz. It was a fucking World Cup <laughs> two days ago. Mm-hmm. You had the World Cup. You had Evolution, where there was a battle royal where Raw and Smackdown went head to head. You've got the Rumble, Royal Rumble. You've had the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. You've had probably a bunch of other times when it's happened this year. But no, it's, only, it's the one time of year. You don't have to. It's just a blatant lie. <laughs> And it's things like that when they, they literally just lie to you. Re- reinforce a lie. Like the whole first first ever woman, last woman standing match. Like, this is not the case. Not actually true. Um, <laughs> and they just lie to you, expecting you to believe it. When I don't even think they do, though. I think they just hope you ignore it. But, like, them being, like, it's the first, the only time of the year, and all that, I go head to head. Like, that doesn't make me go, like, wow. That makes me want to watch Survivor Series more. If they just tell me, oh, we're on SmackDown going head to head in these cool matches. Mm. Fine. I'm all over it. Yeah. Stop lying to me. <laughs> Stop lying, WWE. We're on to you. Um, Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Why are you lying for? <laughs> uh, basically, I don't mind it. Matt, you do mind it, right? Yeah, I fucking hate it. I don't know why, though. 
You get some good matches out of it. Under siege. <laughs> the, only team, the only match I'm actually looking forward to is Ronda versus Becky, and that is because at the minute Becky is the best thing happening in WWE. I think. Yeah, there's a debate that for that to be true. Um, what about Rollins versus Nakamura? No, it's going to be shit. How, how is it going to be shit? Because I haven't seen Nakamura have a good match since he came up from NXT. Yeah, doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean he can't have one. I <laughs> I guarantee you, we will speak in three weeks' time. And we'll all go, well, that weren't great. <laughs> Outside of working with AJ, how many great people has he really worked with? I mean, like, he's going to be in a match with Seth Rollins. I mean, when was the last time you've come away from a Seth Rollins match thinking, oh, that was shit? Probably the one against Dolph Ziggler and uh, Crown Jewel, but <laughs> I don't even watch it, to be fair. I just assumed it would be good. Um, yeah, I think like, when you look at it on paper, because, um, yeah, you've got Ronda Becky... Or Ronnie, AJ. as Becky keeps calling her on Twitter. <laughs> um, you've got AJ Brock. You've got the AOP versus the Bar, which I think would be interesting. Um, and then, but you when you also extend it down to NXT, I mean, you've got Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black. You've got Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa. You've got that's, yeah, but that's not that's not Survivor Series. No, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to War Games. I'm just encasing it in a whole weekend of matches. When you look at those matches on paper, you've got War Games of Ricochet, Pete Dunne, um, fucking War Raiders, and against Undisputed Era. It just all looks mental. Like, just look at every one of those matches. You expect them to be good. Yeah. Um, so that I think you say you're not too keen on this time time of year, but I think. Aiden might have summed up why it's pretty good time of year, maybe. There's a lot to be... Matches-wise. To be positive about. And I know that wrestling is about 30% matches, 70% stories and shit, which, um, you know, is, is fine. But at least at least we kind of know that the in-ring action will be good. Which is always a plus. I'm, I'm pooing on it already. <laughs> it's going to be shit. Well, maybe you'll go with low expectations and be pleasantly surprised. Well, hopefully... I mean, but you have I'm to be uh, you to have to be open minded. Don't be closed minded. I'm happy to be surprised, but it just doesn't happen that much anymore. Evolution was a bit of a surprise, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I'll yeah. give it an eight out of ten. I would. I guarantee what, these matches. More, these matches will be better than Evolution. You want from me? <laughs> I don't know. Just give it a chance. No. <laughs> Fine. Fair enough. Right. Go back. We'll go back to Raw. We'll do our review show without Matt. <laughs> Survivor Series review. Um, no, because I might be pleasantly surprised. We'll go back to Raw. So Baron Corbin's in the ring, basically talking loads of shit about Survivor Series and Crown Jewel because he cost Braun the title at the end of the day um, for no real reason other than it was a, a, a learn teaching moment. I think he called it. I think the real reason was it was just banter. <laughs> it was just banter um, but yeah pure banter so obviously Braun's pissed at him so that's why he's got all his security and all the people on the stage um, which obviously did no good the first kick that Braun delivered <laughs> to that security guard yeah now. that like chest fr- <laughs> chest thrust kick that just completely floored the guy <laughs> that was brutal who I'm pretty sure when when uh, Corbin was getting the guys to set up that room later on 
he was still holding his chest. <laughs> That's good selling. I don't know if it was selling. <laughs> Looking for a job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Prawn obviously makes an appearance, kicks the living daylights literally out of um, security guard and all the other security guards. Um, chases Baron Corbin around the ring, who runs up through the ramp. And then there's this brawl that happens on stage for no reason. Um, yeah. And then... <laughs> I like the little clip I saw of um, Leo Rush Leo Rush <laughs> running out of the way of Braun Strowman as he heads back through the I through the what, entrance. What, what could have been quite good and what could have been quite cool um, was as Braun Strowman gets in the ring, as he begins to charge to Corbin, it would be more of a Miz thing to do, but Corbin hides behind Alexa, <laughs> and then Alexa, being his oh, yeah, nice challenge good. partner, well, before thing. she got injured. Um, like I've always wanted to see a storyline where like Alexa's the one person who can control and like has a hold on him. Yeah. Being Braun. Um I thought that'd be quite interesting. Yeah. To be fair, she's got a hold on any, any man. <laughs> she better fucking not do. Um But um yeah, we kinda of glossed over the Alexa bit. But And the Baron bit, to be fair. He's the self-appointed team he's captain self-appointed team captain of team raw which means nothing because he his managerial duties don't allow him to compete well what about shane fucking mcmahon exactly <laughs> he, well the thing is he says he's the captain but he can't complete his managerial duties alexa's the captain but she's not competing but on smackdown all the team captains and all the authority figures apart from they Paige, don't give a fuck about the rules yeah I'm a, is anyone else a little bit concerned about this alexa thing yes what about injuries? Yeah. She had a match this weekend. Did she? She was in a four-on-four tag match. Was she in it? Yeah. Okay, that's a relief then. But like, why is she not competing in this match? I don't know. Um, I guess it's, it's kind of like... It kind of makes sense, like a heel picking a heel as a, as a team team captain, but like... Her just being the boss of people, you can imagine that's the kind of thing a heel wants, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but be in the match at the same time. Or is she going to do the hill thing of she picks the team and then on yeah. the night goes... Actually, you're not in it, I'm in it. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm going to be in it. Maybe. Well, I mean, I've got that door open. I was just a little bit concerned because we've seen it obviously in recent years where by injuries have become... Well, an injury... You hear about an injury and then the rest of this is still on screen but just doesn't wrestle for a long time. And then... So I'm thinking namely of Paige here. Where they... Oh, Paige here... But they don't, um, they don't announce anything. They don't tell you anything, and all of a sudden she's fucking retired, and it's like, I don't want that to happen to Alexa. No. <laughs> no, as far as far as I'm aware, she's she's all right. She she definitely did have a match because I've seen the video of her. Okay. Um, Phew. Yeah. No, don't ring the panic bells just yet. Um. So yeah, she'll be captain of the women's team, and she was about to. Well, basically, she said there was, she announced a match between the Riot Squad and Natty Bailey and Sasha, which we've seen like five times already. Um, and said that she was trying to say that this match was going to happen, but she kept getting interrupted, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, then Braun obviously with the ultimate interruption. Um, Is it interrupted the first time? <sighs> Kurt Angle. Oh yeah. Um, who basically challenged Baron Corbin to a match that le- that night to see for who the yeah for the captainship the as they would say on, on Raw. Um, Did anyone see Sasha Banks charting "You Suck" at Baron Corbin and feeling entitled to the music? No. Yeah, because Sasha and that were at the front of the stage, right behind. 
Um, no, I didn't see that actually, but no, that's quite cool, quite funny. Um, yeah. So this match did actually didn't happen either, did it? It was different, but we'll get on to that because that was the main event. I actually quite enjoyed that. Um, it was also really uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, the Sasha Bailey um, Natalia match against the Riot Squad, which we've seen again and again and again. I love the ending. Well, <laughs> do you know what I loved about the ending? Someone in the, in the crowd going, "What's going on?" <laughs> And everyone started counting because I was sitting there thinking like why why have they just left they've just left yeah well I thought oh, it might have made sense if so I think it was Sarah Logan who was in the sharpshooter made if she tapped out yeah. and then she did it yeah but they just all just got up and fucked off now what should have happened was that it was a distraction it's a distraction and then Sarah Logan rolls Natty up and pins her that's what should have happened in my eyes but it just didn't they just walked off did they lose who lost? Who won? I don't bloody know. <laughs> but basically, this was a match to determine who would be on the Survivor Series team. And now, none it, of them are going to be... It was yeah, a chance to impress her. Well, yeah, but you would expect that that would mean that whoever won, those three would be on the team. Yeah. That's the that's the message I took from, from this match. Um, Why did she bring them to England at all places? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> It was weird because soon as we had the pre-match like thing, and it was like we're gonna win because Natty had got this very special lucky charm, and she's put his fucking sunglasses out. It was, it was like, why have you done this? Wrestling fans annoy me, you know, because <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, because I always see people be like, oh, no one gets real heel heat anymore. Like whatever, everyone's too cookie cutter. And then somebody like Ruby Riot does something like snapping of pair of glasses which definitely didn't belong to Jim Neidhart um, and everyone's like oh it's too far it's ridiculous they're exploiting a dead wrestler it's ridiculous if they think this is going to get a heat they're all wrong like who what is wrong with you you beg for heat you beg for moments you get a moment and you get some heat and you don't want it yeah I hate wrestling I think it's good I think it's going to give her heat and I think it's going to it's something different other than the riot squad being like ooh we're crazy let's spray some ketchup and mustard on your door <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, they, they should do proper shit. Like, they should just do random vignettes of them, like, bursting into someone's room and tearing shit up, or them just being there. Like, I don't I don't even know. Just, like, maybe have them... Like wrecking paint, someone's rental car. Spray or... paint a wall outside the arena with permission. Um, <laughs> or something, but, like... With permission. Have them, have them look as if they could cause a riot, or if they're actually quite crazy, and not just three people who pretend to be crazy so they can get on TV. Yeah, um... <laughs> this might make you I laugh like, or I feel like Liv Morgan so cut you off Liv Morgan could play a good kind of like Harley Quinn kind of role or like a yeah. two-sided personality kind of person mm. um, who could be like so not, like, nice to your face and then a bitch behind your back and it will fucking scratch your eyes out or something but instead she's just there with a blue tongue yeah blue tongue no explanation pink hair and as Michael Cole always says the, the self-proclaimed juvenile um, delinquent juvenile delinquent when has she ever fucking said that? <laughs> she never gets a fucking chance to speak, let alone call herself a juvenile delinquent. Who in the real world would call themselves a juvenile delinquent? That's not words people use. <laughs> Fuck. Bit of a rant there. You're right. Yeah. But it's all in all, I, I quite like the Riot Squad. I just want them to be booked better and like just m- more... Variety. More logical. Um, so, uh, <laughs> speaking of wrestling fans, um, you know how you hate them? Well, one of them made me laugh quite a lot today. 
um, because of how, <laughs> not how true it was, but basically they were talking about this segment uh, about Ruby Riot breaking the glasses <laughs> and uh, someone was moaning about how too far it was and how it was not necessary and stuff. And someone went, dude, you should have watched it in the Attitude Era. It had been back then. She would have slept with it. Which I was just like, that was so true. They're not beyond necrophilia. <laughs> or like, someone would have stolen from her and then shoved him down his pants. <laughs> or they would have interrupted the funeral. Yeah. Dragged the casket <laughs> and away. They would have had to chase after a dragged coffin. <laughs> I mean, just no. Have you ever heard Bruce Pritchard talk about how they did that scene? No, I haven't. They, they did a, a career retrospective on um, Big Boss Man, and they were talking about that. And he was like, "Yeah, so we contacted the church, and you know, told them that we were, we needed to do a scene there, and they were like all for it. Um, but they didn't know what it was that we were gonna do. <laughs> and we got there, and there was another funeral going on, and there was like, oh, and they were, and he was like." And we're doing that bit with um, with Bossman in the car on the megaphone, shouting stuff at Big Show while this funeral's going on in the background. And then he has to like quickly hook it up, and he's dragging it through the church. And it completely like destroys the church grounds. It ruins it, and they didn't know that, and they got really pissed, and they had to pay loads of money to fix the church grounds and stuff. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, we were doing this all just during an actual real life oh, funeral, God. just like the other end of the of the grounds." <sighs> Jesus, bad publicity. <laughs> not just a 2018 about, thing when they used to do old Undertaker ven- um, vignettes he was like because um, they used to do loads of stuff in churches whenever Undertaker was digging graveyards and stuff yeah. um, and he was like yeah we chose this one because it was you know it was our favourite graveyard to use and Conrad's just like hold on you have a favourite <laughs> graveyard to use he's like yeah we've, we've got a couple around America <laughs> uh, um, but yeah tangent um <laughs> But yeah, it was just funny because the way that it, I was like, that's so true. They yeah. were, they fucking would have done. Bring back the attitude era. Oh, but no, but don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's a nice bit mean. Um, yeah, I, I see your point. Um, so yeah, we didn't get a definitive ending to that match, which, you know. Yeah, she just cried. It was a bit weird. She, I mean, she, she looked fairly convincing, to be fair. Um, which is strange she for Natty because, because her acting is usually terrible. Um, interesting Yay. tweet. Yeah, Interesting tweet from Natty. Um, did you see it after all? No, I saw one from Ruby Riot saying like, "Oh, doing what you do best, get over it." <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> yeah. see anything from that. Um, she basically said that Don't she worry, still. Guys, they're fake. <laughs> no, she basically said she's still not. She still can't believe what happened, um, and you know she feels terrible or whatever, heartbroken or something, and then but she. But then she said at the end of it, one thing's for sure, enough is enough and it's time for a change. In capital letters. And everyone was like, are Owen you bringing back Owen Hart? Return confirmed. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they wouldn't have done it had Natty not went, yeah, that's right, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't have done it, so get over it. Yeah. yeah. People just need to... Yeah, you're right, get, get over, over it. it. <laughs> Um, right else was on Raw then Sarah Apollo Cruz beat Gina Mahal Cruz can't lose yeah skip. done that one um, Finn, Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley again um, I mean it was alright this rumour but Bobby Lashley was injured a few weeks ago don't yeah. seem to be true unless he's working through an injury and he'll be off at some point 
I kind of thought he would be like written off after maybe losing to Finn a couple of times, but I feel like he's getting a lot of good heat at the minute, especially with Leo Rush. I mean, the guy's the most annoying man in the world. Lashley, La- do you know he didn't really do that? Yeah, he didn't have a microphone this week. Um, one thing I'd like to point out is that Bobby Lashley's arse slash glutes have more charisma than his face. <laughs> <laughs> you should have tweeted that. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird, just him, just just bending over, but not, just bending not, not over. really pointing to his arse. Just like he could, he could have like been explicit about it and just pointed and be like, how, "Look at like, my arse." How Vince would have done it. Over. <laughs> you should like pull his trousers down, like wiggle his arse, like yeah. Vince does when he didn't want someone to join the Kiss My Ass Club. Kiss me ass. Um. See, that whole thing was weird. But then he beat Finn Balor, which, let's face it, it's to be expected. He's already lost to him twice. He's um, 50-50 Twice? Yeah, he's lost to him twice, hasn't he? he? He only faced him last week and he rolled him up, didn't he? Oh, I thought he beat him twice. I'm sure he's beaten him twice. They faced each other in the Mixed Match Challenge this week and Bailey gave a Bailey to Bailey to Leo Rush. <laughs> I've not followed any of the Mixed Match Challenge. I have no idea what's going on. I'm very on. confused by how like, it's going on forever. Um... They've got people who've already faced It's really confusing to me, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bobby Lashley beat, beat Finn Balor. Um, then what did we have? So, Seth Rollins comes out with all the titles. He's got his Intercontinental <laughs> in, in title. He comes out, Renee's like, oh, he's draped in gold, even though two of the three titles are silver. Yeah. Um, two With the two tag team title belts around his neck, his Intercontinental title around his waist. Obviously... The whole Dean Ambrose situation is what he was addressing, but they're still the Raw Tag Team Champions, or at least they were um, at this time. So he kind of wanted to address that whole situation. I liked how they addressed it and did it the way they did, rather than just forcing him to relinquish the title or something. Yeah, I quite, I quite liked it. Um, Baron Corbin interrupts him and basically says, you're going to defend your tag team titles right now in a handicap match against AOP because um, we're not allowed to call him Morpheus of Pain anymore um, which you know I was like okay well now I want to see them win the titles <laughs> yeah if they're, they was like if they don't I'm win ready this, for this now. if they don't win this now yeah. they are going back to it that is their career done <laughs> Uh, and I mean it's, it's Seth Rollins so it ain't an easy victory but it's a handicap match at the end of the day. and I think they actually booked it perfectly like they they were the dominant spots and... yeah like they were dominant then Seth kind of had a little bit of a comeback but they cut it off and then pinned him right because yeah. there's two it of them. wasn't like <laughs> Seth managed to hit the curb stomp on yeah. anyone it was literally just as he got ahead of Steve they just cut off yeah and, and as they should there's two of them and they're fucking massive um, so I think they booked that pretty well so we now have new tag team titles on Raw new champions on Raw sorry mm-hmm. um, out of the AOP who a lot of people have said well they're wasted on Raw. They're not doing anything. Well, screw you. Now they're champions. Do you reckon the Revival was sitting there? Like, why couldn't we have that <laughs> fucking match? We had to lose to the B team. And Lucha, Lucha House Party. But I guess when you think about it, AOP having, apart from the a random freeway with the Ascension and Bobby Roode and Gable the other week, they haven't actually really lost. No. They lost to Shield, didn't they? No, that's true. With Baron Corbin. Shield and Baron. But it can seem to be on Bar- in Baron Corbin's uh, good books, so it can only be good for them. How but now they're, now they're the Royal Tandem Champions and they go on to face the Bar of Survivor Series, and I think that match will be pretty interesting. Very hard-hitting. Yeah. Well, no, the Big Show and the Bar. 
Big Show and the Bar, yeah. What, yeah, well, Drake that, Maverick going to be in the fucking yeah, match? Yeah, that was weird when Paige said that. I, I think I think she must have just saw him on the image yeah. and got confused because there's no way Drake Maverick's being in the match. <laughs> Drake Maverick versus the Big Show. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> um, he's only a step up from Hornswoggle at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> what else was there? Well, well we had Dean, Dean Ambrose came after. out. Oh, Danny Danbros came out and yeah, and um, did you up. hear the one bloke say sorry? Say <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, it makes it so much funnier for me when you hear it in a British accent. <laughs> yeah, say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should talk about Elias. Oh fucking hell, mate! Yeah, we should talk about Elias because Elias is the most over superstar on the roster. I don't care if you can say Becky Lynch. It's fucking Elias, mate. No one gets the reactions Elias does. And he's turned face seemingly overnight with the, the attack on Baron Corbin. And then improvised playing on the guitar. Yep, he did. Which he kind of messed up a little bit at the beginning, but we'll learn more because it was improvised. Um, I also like the fact that Corey picked up on the fact that he was ripping off Tom Petty's song because I love Tom Petty. Um, but yeah. No one gets the reactions that Elias does. I know it helps that he has like an act that, you know, provokes reaction, um, which I guess like someone like Becky Lynch doesn't really have. Um, but it's just it's just so popular now. Yeah, I was concerned when he supposedly turned face against Baron Corbin because for me he's the most entertaining heel and one of the best heels. Yeah. His whole shtick was bagging on the town. Yeah. That he's in. Um, he's just releasing an album slagging in slagging <laughs> people off. Um, so yeah. Only stupid people who wants to punch in the face. I was a bit concerned. Um, but in the two weeks so far he's smashed it. His funny little shit with Baron Corbin last week backstage was good. Yeah. Um, his stuff with this week was alright and I hate to say it Matt and it's not just because of the guitar and the music bit but I do see slight rock like tendencies in him fuck no because I like him <laughs> but like he's 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 arrogant he talks trash but he's a he's not a heel anymore you know yeah and that's like that's what happened with the rock like he didn't change his arrogance he didn't change how he spoke to people he just he did it to other he, people. And he, but he changed how he spoke to the crowd. Yeah. Now he doesn't speak to the crowd. And if you, if you look at what Elias said, he said, that's the respect I yeah. deserve. Now he acknowledges that as opposed to maybe saying, oh, you just want to jump on the Elias bandwagon yeah. or something. <laughs> um, so it's just a very wrong. subtle little shift, but it's done, it's done wonders, I think. It's weird because his ring style is so, like, he's very much a heel in the ring, isn't he? Yeah, he's not very flashy. Either. He's aggressive and just smash mouth, isn't he? But it seems to work, man. People are all over it. I love Elias. He was definitely most popular. When Elias. we went to see Raw yeah, at the O2, he was the most popular person on the roster. And he was heel then. And he's only, ever, he's, only got, he's only got bigger, the reactions to him. I see very bright things for Elias. I just really hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. They need him to win the Intercontinental title. 
Yeah, probably not from Seth Rollins. So. <laughs> yeah, but then it's going to be someone that's going to have a really short reign. I think fucking let Seth lose it to like Lashley or someone and have Elias beat Lashley. I think that would probably work for me. We'll give it back to Ziggler. Make him beat Ziggler because he had a bit of a thing with him today or this week, didn't he? Um, but he had, now, yeah. So he had a match with Ziggler and, and beat him, which is obviously a big, big win for Elias. When we go to WrestleMania, if he doesn't have a performance at WrestleMania, I'm going to be pissed. I can't imagine that he'll be left off again in terms of in-ring action. No, but he better be out to do a little bit of a performance. Like a gig. Oh, yeah, he will. I think he'll do one before every single match he ever wrestles on. A, no, on you TV. mean like, you know, you know, like he, he had a gig oh, on Bourbon Street. Oh, you mean before? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I get what you mean now. Fucking hell. Get with the times, mate. Uh, yeah, I hope so too. Preferably at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't do that, actually. During the Ring of Honor show. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Right? Yeah, it just comes out of the Ring of Honor show. Ring! would be like, I see so many stupid wrestlers. I want to punch you in the face. Um, well, not really, because we've got to work safe. <laughs> so, yeah. That guy looks like he's taking a piss on the crowd. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Elias. Love him. Beat Ziggler, big victory. Moving on, I guess the the last kind of bit were Raw. Well, we had the whole Braun Baron thing. Braun basically looking for Baron Corbin throughout the whole night. Braun's really shit at like finding people. Um, I don't know. He spends the entire night looking for people, and I mean, it really can't be that big. Yeah. Like fucking Charlie Caruso told him where it was. Yeah. Also, did anyone notice Baron Corbin telling these guys to barricade the door when the door's one of those doors that goes up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Barricade it. We can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, Charlie Crusoe playing the role of annoying reporter that sort of uh, Michael what, Cole what used to do. Called, uh, you're like a bad penny. Bad, bad painting. Penny. I think he said penny. Bad painting. It was either penny or painting. Like you just don't go away or something. Yeah. It's like what? Just spend the penny. It's like a spe- uh, it's, it's like a smell, not a penny. That's the saying, isn't it? You're like a bad smell just hanging around. Yeah, it confused me. Very, very much confused. Very, very confusing. Um, Baron Corbin basically left, so that meant that Kurt wasn't facing Baron Corbin anymore. He was facing Drew McIntyre. Uh, and now Drew seems to have cemented himself as one of the main players on Raw now, which is only a good thing. Um, because... I kind of hope in the Survivor Series match he turns on Dolph Ziggler. I don't think there is... What do you mean he turns on him? Does he turn face from that or does Dolph Ziggler end up turning face? Dolphin Ziggler and Dubstown first. Yeah, I mean, that would be my preferred option. Um, that would be my preferred option of the two, but Dolph Ziggler as a face, automatically uninteresting to me now. He automatically goes down the card, doesn't he, as yeah. a face? He will then go back to being the jobber to the stars. And I think this last year has shown that he doesn't deserve that. Yeah. yeah he does deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like anyone, do you? No, I do. I like certain people. <laughs> He's too good. He's too good for that. He's still got plenty left in the tank. No, he's not. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, that's just he's my shit. Opinion. I hate him. Man, man, you've changed. I bet you popped when he won when the title. Yeah, exactly. You would have lost your fucking shit. When? At Raw after Mania. I did lose my shit. <laughs> Is it because so it, it's because he's never got to that level again that you're disappointed, so that you you now hate him? Yeah, you hold resentment. Yeah, I yeah, can understand. I, I can't. 
Um, He's never been that good ever since. Well, I don't really think he was ever that good in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I like him, man. I like I like him. He's a great performer. To an extent, but I've never seen him at world championship level and him, like, when everyone was begging for him to be in the world title scene. I just was like, no. He says he's a show stealer, but outside of matches with Seth Rollins and maybe one with Luke Harper, I've, and the Miz. Never, I've never been like, yeah, and the Miz. I've never been like, wow, that was the best match of the night. Dolph Ziggler is amazing. Fair enough. Um, that's, that's probably a pretty solid point. A good point, well made. Whereas yours, Matt, is a bit immature. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. Point <laughs> fucking not well made. I don't like him. All right. Uh, I don't have to fucking explain myself. All right. Don't be so immature, Matt. Yeah. Well, fucking am immature. All right. Who is it that Drew McIntyre interrupted? Um, it was Bobby Lashley. Yeah, oh yeah, it was, yeah. And then he stared him down and, and was, was like, like... Do something. And then he... Just, Dare you to make a mirth. <laughs> mirth. And then he, um, yeah, he claymored the fuck out of Finn Balor. Yeah. Which was nice. Nice little, like... Nice little, uh... Oh, here you go, Finn, mate. I'll help you out. And then I'm going <laughs> to kick you in the face. So they said um, that these two obviously have a long history together. But I don't really... Know. I assume that's just because they're like, oh, yeah, one's from Ireland, one's from Scotland. Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really know of any history between these two. Like, no. why is he helping him? Um, I'm gonna kick your face in the face. <laughs> I'm gonna kick the face out of your face. We've got... got to talk about Kurt fucking Angle. Kurt fucking Angle, who had his Lock. first singles match on Raw in twelve years, um, and I just fucking Lock. I love this story. Yeah, I found it a very really good story. It's like a like a legend slowly yeah. realising that he can't do it anymore. Yeah, because I liked the story that they went into the World Cup with, to be fair, of Kurt Angle trying to prove that he can still hack. Yeah, and he got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for, for me, it's kind of like an old Yeller storyline now, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, Hopefully um, he doesn't get shot. A Scottish Terminator having to be the one who puts him down. And, yeah. Like, initially, when he, de- when he delivered that first Claymore kick and he didn't pin him, I thought we were maybe going to see a bit kind of like stay down old man kind of thing but instead he just kind of like took the piss out of him well I thought Braun was going to come down and interfere but he didn't which I thought was a bit strange um, if Kurt Angle ever needed to be told that he couldn't do it anymore I could have told him <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're so negative today um, I know I started off positive yeah, I don't know what changed. you used it all up early <laughs> yeah. maybe I did I, made, I, I went into you can't come out of the gates hot and <laughs> And as it's gone, yeah. But when we get back to SmackDown, I'm gonna go back up because Becky Lynch. (laughs) You're getting it up because of Becky Lynch. Giggity. Always get out because of Becky Lynch. Yeah, and I really, I really liked, I really enjoyed. Well, I say enjoyed. It made me feel uncomfortable, but that's always that's what it was designed to do. Because I was just like, okay, stop now. Like, just, just don't stop hurting him, man. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, carry on. Just pin him, (laughs) pin him, and then it was just finish him. But then it was a bit like, okay, Drew, you're just toying with him. Surely this is going to backfire on you at some point. And then it almost did with the ankle lock. And then I like the fact that it didn't. He just and then shrugged he, it off. And, and then he beat him beat, with the ankle lock. He just lock. literally was just punch, 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 punch yeah. on his back. I was like, fucking let Jesus, let go of him. <laughs> um, it was just, I, I think this is one of the best stories they've told in a match on Raw in a long time. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Kurt Angle might not be able to do things in the ring that he used to be able to do. 
but he can make you feel something. Yeah. I was watching it just going like, oh, please, man, <laughs> stay down. You're going to break your neck. <laughs> and then he tapped out to his own move of all of all the endings. Yeah. Heartbreak, on, heartbreak on Raw, a theme throughout. Just the looks on his face throughout, like the, the kind of hulking up and... Like the first time it didn't quite work, but the second time he got the ankle lock on and you nearly had him and just like, oh, there's bits of the old Kurt Angle in there. And he just can't quite muster enough energy because he's an old man now. Um, but yeah, I liked it. He is an old man with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, and a drug problem. Formerly. And a drug problem, yeah. Not anymore. Uh, right. Slander. Carrying on from what was a pretty good ending to Raw, SmackDown pretty much carried that wave of momentum through the whole entire show. Um, so highlights, Matt. I know you want to get on to um, Becky Lynch. So we all. We'll start. We'll start with the Bex. Um, she just killing it on his promo. We didn't mention Ronda Rousey's promo on Raw, by the way. Oh, that's true. That was really good. Yeah, I thought it was right. It got really intense. Like she I felt does. the kind of like I she's shouting at me, which is always weird. I felt the little I'm a natural born killer line a little bit cringy. Like, what, what did she say? Like carved by whatever and I'm beat into a, something to a jagged edge oh, I can't even fucking remember but yeah a little bit like yeah it, it felt a little bit said bollocks yeah that was one <laughs> that was one thing I'd never expected to hear as they say here in Manchester he, he doesn't have got the bollocks, the bollocks. <laughs> they just don't say it right man it's bollocks the bollocks <laughs> it was so funny though bollocks <laughs> should make me laugh also, just before we get onto it, when they showed uh, Old Trafford and being like the home of the world famous Manchester United, everyone was booing. And then later on, they showed the Etihad, home of well, um, home of Man City, and everyone <laughs> was booing. <laughs> <laughs> they must all be from Liverpool. Um, he rushed out of mind about Liverpool. To be fair, he did. He did. I'd rather be in Liverpool. Than there was about a group of ten people who were like, "Way." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, SmackDown, Matt. What do you want to say about Becky Lynch? Fucking love Becky Lynch. This. There's only one problem I have with Becky Lynch at the minute, and that is her theme music needs to change to a more heelish theme. Mm, it's because... an interesting take. A bit like Nakamura's did. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's a good point. Um, I don't know. I think if anyone needs that, Ambrose needs it. But I think Becky's can probably stay as it is. I'd like Becky, um, Ambrose's to be a slowed-down version of his. Like, keep it as it is, but have it kind of a bit darker. But um, have I think Becky's is alright as it is. Like you can get a bit of crowd participation in there because the crowd love her. Like I think it, it's weird. I think WWE are like holding off on making her a full blown. As we said before, like she's it's a, a bit different now. She was a heel to Charlotte, but now she's kind of gone heel on the whole roster, but only in like a fun social media kind of way. And actually, she just bad match people. She's not like. Attacking people from behind and, and, and that. I think when the I feuds mean, like, move on, like we might get different views with different people, we might see more of that. Um, I mean, like so far, the man, the the way that she speaks about everyone else other than Charlotte, the same way that Stone Cold and The Rock spoke about everyone else. Yeah. In that, it was just, I'm the best, I'm better than you, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, she I'm, even tweeted after Revolution. Um, something um, about the fans which she put an Instagram post and a tweet out it's a picture of her leaving the ring and it was like I was ready to leave you all behind but you just yeah, came with me that, yeah. which makes you think like 
now they've just kind of made a conscious decision to just say, yeah, you know what, fuck it, they love Becky. Let's not Have you seen the, have you seen the row she's having with... Um, she's got one with Miz at the minute because he's more on the poster than she is on the Marine 6. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a poster of Rhonda and uh, Becky and Becky's having a go at Rhonda because she's side on and Rhonda's face on. Yeah, well, there, there's one... Originally, it was like they were side by side, but Rhonda's kind of a bit... She's closer to the front than Becky is, so then they had another one made up, supposedly. Well, Rhonda had another one made up by someone, and yeah, she's still a bit more prominent, and Rhonda's arm is in front of them. Yeah. So... Yeah, she's going after everyone at the moment. There's even Seth Rollins. Want to see the man yeah. versus the man? <laughs> she did go after Seth, did she? Fucking hell, she's after everyone. Um, well, she said left out in the ring, didn't she? Did you see her little and her hand and her? Um, I don't know if I sent it to you actually. Her interaction with Alexa Bliss. Yes, about cosplay. About, about always being injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. She says after everyone. I like, I'm all for it. I think it's pretty fun to watch and to see unfold. I just, I just wonder how much like license she's been given. But it seems like she's just doing what the fuck she wants because she is the man. And her promos right like, now, it's, right? just, it's just coming across brilliantly. And uh, yeah, you're right. Her promos are doing. You know, she is doing really well on the promos. Um, some of the most entertaining and also believable of her whole time in WWE. So it just, and I was a bit like Becky Lynch is a heel, really. But then it's like, she's really good at it. And you know what? I had the same same feelings when Sami Zayn turned heel. Yeah, he's I, he's I really good at it too. Like, this is this this generation. Those gingers, man. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to uh, say, told you so. But I've been going on about Becky Lynch for a while now. Well, sounds about like, sounds, being at the top. Sounds like you are saying, I told you so. It's a little bit. Yeah, no, fuck it. I didn't tell you so. <laughs> no, I, yeah, fair play to you. You've you've always been no, on the Becky bandwagon. I've always been on the fucking Becky train. Before people no, cared I'm about it. A her. lot more than you have. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie. That is a, that is a lie. Let's not offend each other, lads. Come on. Well, I like Becky more than you do. <laughs> Dare I say it, this conversation is slightly immature. Right, we'll move on from that because obviously it's going to cause friction between you. So we'll move yeah, on. But... Met Bala. Bala's Irish, so is Becky Lynch. That's more of a closer link than you've got. <laughs> we also met Bailey. <laughs> Bailey was down in NXT with her more recently than you've met Paige. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I've been to WrestleMania. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, you know who wasn't there? Becky Lynch. Do you know yeah. who else wasn't there? You! <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Do you know who was there? The Rock. And you know who, who I hope is going to be at WrestleMania this year? The Rock. <laughs> Fuck it, all, lads. You know what? I hope you know who wasn't, Becky Lynch. Do you know who wasn't at WrestleMania? You! Again! Right, I'm moving on. You may or may not come with me. You can carry on the below. I'll, uh, I'll do the rest of the podcast then. Um, so, yeah, Smackdown Live, that happened. Usos versus New Day for uh, Captain C of the tag team Survivor Series match that apparently is happening. Um, 
Since when have the ta- the tag teams had captains previously? I don't know, but I'm not I'm not against it. And this match, as always, was good. Yeah, I mean, slightly annoying that it gets interrupted with ad breaks and stuff. Like you can't really get into the flow of a good match on SmackDown because there's always two to three ad breaks in a longish match. Um, yeah, whenever but, someone goes to the outside, you know there's going to yeah. an ad break. Um, but these guys always deliver, so and they delivered again. The crowd loved it. It was a great match. Then there's a nice little show of respect at the end. It was quite just refreshing to just have like almost like what your friend is that you so badly wanted for your little shield. It was just like, yeah, healthy competition, respect well, at the probably. end. They're all mates. Now they're all on the same team at the end. I mean, that's, yeah, I like that. And it was a great match. You have to hate the person you're having a match with. You're professional wrestling. You're just trying to reason. Win. Uh, yeah, really great match. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the tag team um, <laughs> match the Survivor Series holds. When you consider that SmackDown has a really great tag team division, like the Usos and, and New Day, and I know the bar can't be in it. Um, Raw's really is really fit on the ground. Well, We're I mean, gonna see like the Usos and and the New Day, and I guess maybe revival, like, maybe. No, I mean from a SmackDown point of view. Well, I mean, oh, from SmackDown. So, realistically, well, it's, 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 it's gonna be a ten-man team, isn't it? I don't know, because that's what they've previously done. They've done five teams in each team. Did that? Has, this has match happened before. Yeah, they did it two they years did, ago. Did it, I don't think ago. they did it last year. So they've done five teams, yeah. Oh, I remember I've seen a lot of people it, around yeah. the ring. There was a 20 people, 20 person <laughs> match. But like, who else can there be? Like, you got the Usos and the New Day. Well, so that, the, is that five or is that four? You've got the Good Brothers, haven't you? The Good Brothers, guys and Anderson. Who what about I them? Think personally, should not, should not be involved in it and should interfere in the AJ Brock match. Help AJ out. Oh, yes, please. Up a little club, or they could just be involved in both. Crowd, like hooded, putting through a table or something. They could be involved in both. Yeah, but it would be a bit more of a surprise if they if they've not been seen earlier in the night because like currently they're on absolutely no one's minds other than us three right now. Yeah, but I'm thinking from a raw point of view, this team's gonna be shit. Yeah, you got like B-team. revival B team, probably Slater and Rhino, yeah. and fucking Gable and Rude, and the Ascension. <laughs> yeah, like. Really? Smackdown are winning that one, then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they should, but they probably won't. Um, they'll probably use it to push the Ascension or something. Not the Revival, obviously. Um, I saw um, a, someone put a funny tweet out of a picture of Dash and Dawson with the fan, with some fans, and both of them like pulling really like unamused faces. Someone, uh, and then Dash quoted him, and was like, anything for the fans. Someone, um, someone replied saying, Revival, the jobbers of Monday Night Raw, and Dash liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do feel sorry for the revival, man. It's a bit shit situation, but you know, hopefully, it's a situation. Hopefully, they'll uh, revive themselves and they'll end up better for it. Um, so that match was good. That match is going to be a bit weird at Survivor Series, but hopefully, you know, it delivers. Um, moving on from that, then, so I guess. We were talking about Becky Lynch, but we didn't actually talk about the what followed on from it. So from her promo, she basically said, "Anyone in Manchester fancy getting their arm ripped off?" And um, then Sanity came out, and it didn't. It felt like people didn't click. Yeah, which was a bit weird. It was like people didn't know who they were. Yeah, or they but didn't. Was, they just didn't the make the association with Nikki Cross. It was the same with AOP as well, because there's that kind of ten fifteen second 
people their music comes and then before the words AOP are flash um, flash up on screen and then people went oh shit it's AOP yeah um, I think it was the same with Sanity everyone was like what, what's this going on and people saw Sanity and they were like oh yeah it's Sanity oh they just and come out to talk shit they were mm-hmm. like, some people were like oh shit it must be Nikki Cross yeah uh, so Nikki Cross made her debut on the main roster. She wants to play with Nikki. She wants to play with Becky. <laughs> I'll play with you, and Becky. Um, this how lot. Play with Nikki. <laughs> yes, they played together, um, but Becky Lynch won, which I kind of thought was a shame. But I, I get why they do it. You don't really want your champion losing. Don't want your champion losing. She could have like yeah, got I, herself disqualified or something. Yeah, ideally you don't want your debutant losing but as long as they kind of push the champion and the top guy the man yeah um, to the limit then it's fine for me oh so yeah we were saying earlier like is it a call up or is it just a one-off and i don't know because like i hope it's not a one-off i I was disappointed that she didn't get called up with sanity because i thought that could have instantly made sanity something different and stand out more yeah because no other group has a female no um but since then, on NXT, Nikki Cross has been one of the most entertaining <laughs> yeah, that's, things. That's she's true. Been, like a pillar of NXT. But then is she? She's no longer required, is she? There now that that storyline has sort of come to a pass. Not, not currently. But there's no reason why she can't be in a in a women's title feud. Have her against Baszler or something. Yeah, I think she just. I think she's ready. I think she deserves it. Well, yeah, I'm not saying she doesn't. I just think like then a few months ago when they first got called up was probably a better time for the group whereas now she's kind of gone out and really done well for herself on her own I feel like it might be a bit of a shame just to shove her back in a group but maybe on the flip side maybe that's a good thing now you, you mean you've instantly risen the stock of sanity because Nikki Cross's stock has risen but well, she, that means she's fuck quite all a vocal roster. part of true, them yeah. isn't she yeah yeah she is but on NXT that's not it's, it's, it's not going to be the same I don't see her ejecting herself in matches the same way that she did in NXT, like getting like beating up the men. Basically, it's just not going to happen. Um, same way that Zelina Vega barely ever does it, if ever, on the main roster. Yeah, where she used to do it in every match. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I hopefully it makes Sanity more interesting because God knows they need it because. They've literally disappeared off the face of the earth till now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think she's been doing so well in NXT on her own. It's a bit of an odd time. It is a bit of an odd time. Maybe it is just a one-off. You never know. Same with Pete Dunne last year. They just brought him up for one show in Manchester and then fucked mm-hmm. off again. They fucked that up as well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, best of SmackDown. So go. you've got to go, have you? Fair enough. Smackdown was good. You enjoyed Smackdown. Do you know who else Grand doesn't have to go shit. to bed? Us. <laughs> I bet The Rock's not in bed. Say <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Say that all again. No, take again. No, it's fine. Um, farewell then, Matthew. Say it again, bitch. I didn't say anything, man. You did. You said something about The Rock. I fucking heard it. I said I bet The Rock doesn't have to go. Yeah, well... Unfortunately, I still live with my mum and dad, so... Fair enough. Right. We'll see you later. You will. Maybe you might see me next week. <gasps> but Oh, for PWP 50. 
in May. Special appearance. And time with Vago. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, don't make promises you can't keep, right? <laughs> well, that's why I said maybe. I don't want to promise. All right, okay. All right, well, we may see you next week then. We may see you next week. All right, see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, Matt's gone. So it's just me and you. So now we can talk about all the positive stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't think of any. Uh, the Miss Daniel Bryan co-captaincy thing. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I think it can be It's fun. so weird, like, just... Just seeing them not, not having fight, to be angry at each other. Not fighting all the time. And uh, I just love how, like, they're finding it awkward themselves. They're, they're acknowledging that it's an awkward thing. like... This this is weird. <laughs> I mean, from kayfabe terms, though. Kayfabe. As, as SmackDown Live commissioner, would you not think that putting two direct heated rivals who hate each other as co-captains and who are always at each other's throats could be to the detriment of the team that you so desperately want to beat your sister? Yeah. Not the other <laughs> sister. Um, yeah, I get your point, but I, I quite liked I, the I, logic that they that he used that from the you bringing the best out of each other thing. But at the same time, like we've seen it this week, it was just a big fight. Well, yeah, maybe they, maybe they'll renege on that decision at some point. But um, I don't know. I, I quite like. Oh fuck's sake! Um, I I quite like it, and I like the logic that Shane used to to, to explain why he's done it. Um, I love them he's calling himself two thirds of the best in the world I think mean, that's great uh, I love him sucking up to Shane as well because you're just used to him like just basically taking the piss out of everyone all the time Yeah. but now he's like tr- trying he's, he's like trying to do the right thing which is weird for the Miz <laughs> um, and Daniel Bryan's almost the one coming across a bit more of a not dick because he's not a dick but like a bit more of a rebel for him because he's the one who's got a problem with Samoa Joe got a problem with the Miz and seemingly got gonna have a now a problem with Shane maybe <laughs> I love Shane's reaction to the way he threw him over his shoulder so it was just like really <laughs> I'm the best in the world don't you know that would be like my reaction if someone did that to me I'd be like really mate <laughs> yeah. like, why have you done this <laughs> I can't believe you've done this uh, so I quite liked it um, this whole segment throughout the show was quite funny to watch and interesting and it brings intrigue and it's just, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know what I enjoyed? The match which people have supposedly been clamouring for, Almas and Mysterio. Yeah, no, this was really good, actually. Um, I, I definitely the enjoyed match it. match of the weekend. Weird, yeah, just Lena Vega just wasn't there. Yeah, supposedly on other managerial <laughs> duties. Yeah. Was she allowed in the country? or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... But yeah, she just won there, which is a bit strange. Yeah, it was a bit. But it didn't seem to take anything away from Almas, which is good. Obviously, he had a, a long time in NXT without her, didn't he? But she does bring an extra element that helps. Yeah. Um, makes him instantly more interesting. But you no, know, he did. He held his own, and and this match was really good. And as you're right, a lot of people have been like clamoring for this match. It's just like a, a dream match, but on a lesser scale, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I like the fact that Corey was trying to get over the fact that like if Almas could beat Rey Mysterio he would be like revered in his home country and stuff just made it feel more like important Rey Mysterio a deity a deity we'd call it a deity right yeah Um, maybe it's an Americanism but yeah I just I enjoyed this whole this whole thing I think fair play to him put on a show 
Ray wins, which let's face it is to be expected. The, um, the spot where Mysterio did the um, head scissors over the top rope yeah. and Almas landed on his feet still with Mysterio on top of <laughs> yeah. it. It's fucking mental. It was ridiculous. Um, these guys are really great. Ray Mysterio, and I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not as big of a detractor as, as Matt, Matt is. is. But the guy is, does impress me, man. He's like in his 40s. He's he doesn't age. Amazing shape. Like he's in so much like better shape. Like his knees must have like recovered because yeah. he used to wear two knee braces, didn't he? That's why he, he resorted to wearing the baggy, baggy trousers. And now he's back to his old like tight pants. And like he, I'm sure he's not wearing two knee braces anymore. And I mean like you you compare a match of his now to ten years ago and to fifteen years ago, and is there really that much of a difference in the way he moves and I don't stuff? Think there is no. I don't think there is. Um, it's crazy. I guess that's what DDP Yoga does for you. Is he a DDP Yoga? I yoga? assume so. Right, is he? Everyone does. Even the, <laughs> like, even the current roster guys do. Right. Um, so, yeah, really good match. Yeah, it was a really good match. And then we, they followed it up with um, Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy. Who... <laughs> yeah, it was, weird. it was a bit weird to me. Like, Did they have any matches planned for the main event? Because that match got made during the show by Miz we say, and Daniel Bryan. We say this a lot, though, don't we? Did they go into the show with like no matches for were the, the card? Were they expecting Ray and Elmer to go on for forty-five <laughs> minutes? I don't know. Maybe oh, they were. Oh, the RKO after, by the way. There was an RKO after. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Um, you know how Randy Randy Orton moved on from Jeff Hardy and said that he would like find his next victim, yeah, the, and then everyone was like, the fans revere. Everyone was like, is it? fucking Ty Dillinger <laughs> um, who's out for a long time yeah, now he's, he's had to have put in his fingers actual injury yeah well because he was meant to have a United States championship match last week yeah it was weird. by Page and everything it's like it's weird timeline of events wasn't it because he got he supposedly he got his fingers trapped in the stairs by Randy Orton or whatever he did he put it in a turnbuckle wasn't yeah. it he pulled him on the turnbuckle which would make sense why he'd be out with a finger injury and then it was like they announced he was going to come back to face Nakamura. Well, like Paige said that you'll get your chance when you get cleared. Yeah. And then he tweeted her saying like, oh, I've been cleared, by the way. Paige yeah. was like, well, I'm a woman of my word. This week on SmackDown, you'll face Nakamura. And then, and then it, all of a sudden, like, it no, was our truth. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, he's having surgery yeah, like, to put plates in his fingers. tweeted out, so now he's got like an unknown... Or pins or something in yeah, his finger. Yeah, he's got an unknown recovery period from this injury. Yeah, day, and it's like, well, like, why did they clear him then? <laughs> Clearly, it was a bad decision. Um, so, yeah, get well soon, Ty. Uh, I bet he's really annoyed that he can't do this at the minute. Yeah, of all <laughs> the parts of his body to get injured. Um, let's just start using his toes. Um, that would be weird, wouldn't it? I'm sure being with Peyton and Royce will make him feel better. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, I wonder if she just does impressions while they're at home <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on. So yeah, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. So this was a kind of a see who impresses me the most. Whoever wins can be an RT sort of thing. Well, Daniel Bryan, two thousand and six. <laughs> Daniel Bryan chose uh, Jeff Hardy. The Miz chose Samoa Joe. Um, I was kind of surprised that Randy Orton wasn't up for selection. Uh, speaking of Randy Orton, um, but yeah, I'm kind of happy that he wasn't. To be fair, to be fair, because he's always he was, in the Survivor Series. Last, yeah, he was in last year's one, and he was he won the one two years ago. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, they, they always make a big deal out of him having like the best Survivor Series record as yeah. well, Soul Survivor or whatever. Um, so I'm kind of glad that he wasn't up for selection. 
Sorry. Just uh, doing a bit of a yawn. Um, that's what Randy Orton does to me. Um, not anymore. But Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy. Interesting match. We saw it a few weeks back, actually, as a World Cup qualifier, didn't we? Yep. Um, but Samoa Joe, really, in fairly short order, takes care of Jeff Hardy. Dispatched. Makes him tap out to the Kikita Clutch. And that means he he's on the team. through in the clutch. Mm. Daniel Bryan obviously has a problem with Samoa Joe because he put him in the Kikita Clutch last week. Choked him the fuck out. <laughs> and he sort of stood over Daniel Bryan and just rubbed his belly in his face. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, to which Daniel Bryan took offence. And then uh, punched him in the face. And then Mitch tried to uh, remove Daniel Bryan from Samoa Joe when he put a yes lock on him. And then Daniel Bryan punched Miz in the face. And then Shane McMahon came down. And before Daniel Bryan could look around to see who was behind him, he did some sort of like judo throw over his shoulder. Shane was like, really? And then, yeah, he walked off looking really pissed. Don't you know who I am? I'm the best in the fucking world. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a, oh shit, sorry, I didn't know it was you kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was like, like, you know what, oh, fuck yeah, you Yeah, fuck well. you, mate. I'll do it fuck again. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck <laughs> you, Mike. And fuck you, Shane. It's like that video of that kid who kicks the ball in everyone's face. <laughs> you know, oh, they're yeah. playing football. It's like, fuck this kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. Um, so I quite like this bit more intense Daniel Bryan. He's, he's best when he's intense, isn't he? Yeah. It's, I mean, I get, I like the comedy relief and the comic relief and like the lightheartedness and stuff, and just sort of just happy to be here kind of attitude. But it is the intensity that people would fucking love, and he does play it really well. Um, when, when things like that make you think that he could be a main eventer, yeah, well he is. Well, I know, but I mean, like they should be. You mean like when you look at his size and stuff? Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't necessarily think, but you forget that he he's a fucking awesome wrestler, and he could. He's a great technician and submission wrestler as well, so you know he deserves his place. Because that was partly what he did well, when he first came back, and he was having his feud with Cass. He was like really intense and vicious. Yeah. And then they went away from that. I went with the whole like team hell no thing. <laughs> yeah, which was stupid. But he did because he, he adopted he, like the heel hook as his new finisher. Kane in 2018 was shit. Yeah, but he adopted the heel hook as a finisher, and it was it was like not letting go of Cass like after the bell, for mm. instance, and stuff, and. Then it kind of just went away from that, and it was a bit strange. But hopefully he gets back into that, because that's his best act, if you will. Um, in the meantime, before that, they, they did a little rundown of the, the Survivor Series card, didn't they? And Paige announced the women's team for oh, yeah. the Survivor Series match. Interesting. Um, essentially, so it, it was um, Carmella, Naomi... So near Deville, uh, ask her, and then she announced Charlotte. Her music played. She didn't come out, and then Mandy Rose came out, and Corey fucking came. Um, and oh my god, <laughs> she she basically proceeded to rip on everyone, even not so much Sonya, but she basically said, "Why did you choose her over me?" Even though I'm happy for Sonya, but I'm the one who threw her out the Battle Royal her Evolution. Um. And then she slept to Naomi and basically insinuated that her and her husband have lost the spark. Who feels the glow? Lost the glow. Even your husband. I think that's a reference to Total Divas episodes because I think they've had a few episodes where they're like they're having marital problems or whatever. Literally none. No. No. <laughs> Literally none. I think that there's a series, not marital problems, but like they just lost a bit of spark. They never went on dates and stuff. Oh, they're, they're, oh, yeah. I guess from the episode that where 
this week I saw a um like next week on Total Divas and it's like she wants to move to Arizona or uh, to Atlanta or something and mm. he's like oh you're always trashing on Pensacola I love Pensacola you've always hated it and then that was it <laughs> so maybe well, it was the reference to that maybe it was who knows um, yeah, up to now they've had absolutely nothing they even did some beekeeping the other week <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but Mandy Rose, this is the most she's most sort of TV time she's had in a long time, and, and Mike time in terms of speaking. Yeah. And I thought she did all right, to be fair. Yeah, Mandy Rose has always pleasantly surprised me. Yep. Um, from from my first experience of her being Total Divas a few years ago, thinking she's maybe not pleasantly surprising then. She's obviously like she doesn't care about it. They they're grooming her to be the next. They they told her we want you to be the next Eva, Eva Marie. Marie. Yeah, and Eva Marie was shit then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so instantly I was like, oh, she's never gonna make. It. And then she went to NXT for a bit, and she was never. She wasn't really anything special in NXT either. I only no. saw a couple of matches from her. But yeah, that solution was a, was a godsend for her. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it was a surprise when they got called up as well. But, um, no, it was a bit of a godsend. It was and... a surprise when they got called up. Not so much the Riot Squad the next night, though, because they did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, Hi, Naomi. We're going to beat you up now. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, but yeah, she did really well. But the weirdest thing for me was, like, there was literally no one cared that Charlotte didn't come out. Yeah. Like, where the fuck was she? And then last week, Paige offered her, offered her the captaincy, and she was like, I don't think I'm the right person for it. Yeah, like, I guess she'd be the story is she's going through, like, a low confidence period because she just can't be Becky. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's this whole personal thing where she's been essentially oh, that's taken to court. true actually maybe that's part I don't know of if it. they're like writing her out or yeah if they're just keeping while. her out of it for a bit yeah. I suppose which would make sense mm. um, yeah didn't think of that but, it, but what surprised me is no one mentioned it yeah after the no fact no one was like well where's Charlotte that like what's Mandy done to Charlotte like no literally she didn't turn up she didn't turn up in her allotted time so Mandy had to come out instead it was like <laughs> What? But it was yeah. It was interesting to see Mandy get some screen time and some mic time, and quite enjoyed the little face off she had with Sonya. Are they still a team? No one really knows. Were they after Paige was made general manager? Were they ever really a team again? I'm not sure. Um, they were some tag team matches. No sign of the Iconics, though. Yeah, the odd. You think would have something to say on this situation? Well, I mean, if there's a men's tag team match, surely there's going to be a women's five team tag team. Yeah, because you could not make one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, and that was SmackDown. I don't think we've missed anything substantial out of it. Um, AJ cut a message on Brock. He did a bit of a message to yeah, basically just saying he's going to win, which you'd expect he would do. Um. A little bit disappointing, I think, for Manchester crowd not to see AJ like live. They didn't see AJ. I, I, did I don't match. know about dark matches or anything, but I mean, like they didn't on did the they, show anyway. Do they even have dark matches on there anymore? Because they've got two hundred five live and mixed match. Challenge. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not sure. And the mixed match challenge was um, Naomi and Jimmy versus Lashley and Nikki James, wasn't it? It's was, um, Balor and Bailey versus Lashley and Nikki James. Team B and V versus Country Dominance. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure they changed uh, it, it. It might have been. I think they have it was, two matches. It was our truth from Carmella and that Lana was it. Our truth from Carmella versus no, it was Naomi and Jimmy. 
because I remember. Oh no, I, I was thinking about house show. I remember being like, yeah, no, yeah, they had two. They must have had two matches. Yeah, I remember being like, because they announced that just before the women's thing was announced, and it was like, well, there's Carmella and there's Naomi. They seem to be going along fine, but no one really cares about a mixed match challenge. Okay, <laughs> fame, do they? No. Um, but yeah, Lana not in it. She's probably good, but not even mentioned. I feel like there's a few women around who might feel a bit aggrieved. Mm. But um, we'll see. I think that pretty much sums up SmackDown. Anything you wanted to add on that? Good crowd. Um, yeah, the crowd were right. I felt like they were better on Raw, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they probably Even then, were. they weren't necessarily great. They had a few chants and stuff for Elias, like... Um, um, oh, they were oh, fucking like walk, walk with Elias, walk with Elias, walk, walk, like if you want to walk with Elias, clap your hands. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, if you walk with Elias, clap your hands. Yeah, so there was a couple of them, um, but other than that, like, yeah, they weren't particularly great, but just generally louder, and more rowdy. I think that helps. Yeah, they always use the word rowdy, and to be honest, I haven't seen it lately. I think the last couple of years, less so. Yeah, um, whether it like just be because it's shit. <laughs> um, it's not, man. It's not shit. It's not shit, but I mean, like, it, there's less hype going into it now than there's, there has been previously because it's not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see a, the a main roster take, not main roster take, but the main NXT takeover in the UK yeah like they did a few years ago yeah. that would be a crazy crowd yeah, they need another NXT TakeOver UK I think that would be great um, I do wonder what they're doing with the whole NXT UK thing whether they're going to have pay-per-views for that um, I feel like they would maybe specials. just probably just add like the kind of championship matches to the main TakeOver cards or something yeah probably um, which is fine as long as you get to see more of them yeah Right, well, that pretty much sums up the week, or well, a couple of weeks that were in, in WWE. Um, I don't think there's any major news stories from wrestling this week that we've not discussed. Um, Can't think of any. We've had the Jericho Cruise. There was, yeah, Chris Jericho's quite good Rock quite and Rager at Sea. Rock and Wrestling Rager Rock at Sea. Wrestling Rager at Sea. Stupid name. I actually watched some of it um, yesterday on my phone. Some of the tournament, the Ring of Honor, sort of Sea of Honor tournament that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it struck me like really low budget. Yeah, well, I mean, it's on a fucking boat. <laughs> I know. You can see the sea in the background. I don't, don't want to diss Jericho or anything. But it just didn't, it just wasn't, it didn't, it just wasn't great. From what I saw. I mean, I only saw about four matches from the tournament, uh, which was, uh, was it Dalton Castle mm-hmm. versus. Um, someone I don't know and then he then he came out as his former character I can't remember his name is something Remington or something yeah um, he was against Christopher Daniels and I thought that match was a bit poor which was strange because Christopher Daniels was in it um, and then Marty Skull had a match against Flip Gordon and I really expected great things from that and then that wasn't even that great um, and yeah it was just a bit of a letdown I thought I don't know who won the tournament in the end that's true actually I haven't seen the and I haven't actually seen any of the uh, elite bullet club alpha club stuff Um, so maybe I'll go back and watch some of that I was just a little bit underwhelmed by it that's all but you know it was interesting to watch 
never seen wrestling on a boat before. No. Closest thing to that I've seen is when Lex Luger slammed Joe Kozuna. On the... Uh, Something, is it Intrepid? Fucking Navy ship, wasn't it? Yeah. Battleship. That's what I was thinking. Um, so, yes, there was that. Um, so the one thing I was going to say is that I am going to live event tomorrow night. Oh, you are, aren't you, lucky boy? And um, I've been sent the supposed lineup, which... We call it a card. It looks quite good. Although, having spoken about Ty Ninja earlier, he is on his... <laughs> what? We've supposedly got... Is it a SmackDown one? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Bate versus Zach Gibson. Ooh. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson and R-Truth with Carmella versus Sanity. Oh, okay. Tyler Ninja versus Shelton Benjamin. Not happening. Asuka and Naomi versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. There's your tag team. Jeff Hardy versus And Andrade CNL Maths with Zelina Vega. Should be good. Which probably isn't going to be the case because mm. she's not there. Rusev with Lana versus Zinsuke for the US title map. For the US title. Um, New Day versus the USA versus the Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. And WWE Championship, Triple Threat, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. Fucking hell, that should be good. <laughs> That's a stacked card. <laughs> um, Charlotte versus Becky... As well as AJ versus Brian versus Joe. That's and the New Day and the Usos. New Day, Usos and Bar. That match would be great. So, yeah, you should be I in mean, for a really we, good time. We don't have any Randy Orton. We don't have Rey Mysterio. But other than that, you don't have The Miz. No, yeah. Other than that. No Shane, hopefully. <laughs> got everyone. Um, yeah, you should have a great time at the SSC then. Yeah, we shall SSC. <laughs> Wembley Arena, as I remember it um so yeah that's it right yep so this was episode 49 of the people's wrestling podcast and matt has kind of promised i think it was a promise um to join us for pwp 50 which is a big milestone uh and it shows up more often <laughs> so just a rock <laughs> um but yeah so matt Maybe, or maybe won't. Join us next week, and that'll be a first in a long time, actually. Not a first. He used to, we used to do them together. To be fair to us, or to him, we did used to go to his a lot to do it. And we don't do that anymore. Yeah. I guess we can't. No. Um, but yeah. So hopefully Matt will join us next week. So that'll be good. Um, actually get him here live and in person. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. And if you have listened to any of the other episodes in our 49 that we've done so far, very, uh, very thank you very, very much. I believe you're still here. Can't, can't believe you stuck with it, Claire. Um, I hope so anyway. So just a big thank you from all of us at PWP. Uh, thanks for joining us. And hopefully we will see you next week.